Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey. Cinema. That's the refrain. Is that what that's called? Sure. We can go a second first. <laughs> All right. This is Cinnabuds. I am 889's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we're talking about the documentary Once Were Brothers, Robbie Robertson and the band. The story of the band was a beautiful thing. It was so beautiful it went up in flames. There is no band that emphasizes becoming greater than the sum of their parts than the band. Simply their name, the band. That was it. Going from Canada down to the K-pop. Mississippi yeah. Delta. Once we're brothers is kind of wordy. Yeah. It's in but. it's a strange once we're brothers. Once? That's uh, based on one of Robbie Robertson's songs, right? From what I understand. Okay. Yeah. Aside the you know clunky title alone, what um, <laughs> what is the movie about? So it is about the uh, seminal rock band called The Band, right. um, and it is it's kind of a companion. Robbie Robertson, who was a key member of of the band. Uh, has a memoir that came out recently, and this is sort of a companion to it. It's the history of the band and the influence they've had on music. So Pretty straightforward. Robbie Robertson is like, you know, he wrote the the biography, so it follows him and then the life of the band, how they started, you know, their, you know, their rise, and then... Yeah, the and fall. it's one of those, I mean, I feel like I am, and I'm uh, 40-ish, so it didn't quite, this wasn't a band that quite affected me growing up, even though I have brothers and sisters much older than me. Right. I was so wondering I, I was wondering that coming in, you know, yeah. like what is your level of fandom with the band was, and how did, yeah. this, how did this affect that? And right. uh, how did you, how did you like the movie based on, you know, yeah, what yeah. you know and how did you like the movie in general? It was one of those, uh, oh, they sing that one. Yeah. <laughs> but there was it happened like two or three times. Like, oh, I am familiar with this. And then when I saw, and I knew, I, I'd heard before, like, oh, yeah, they're a really influential band. And I know Martin Scorsese did the last waltz, uh, yes. the documentary about them, which I have never seen. Okay. Because uh, I was not, like, super interested in the band. Right. But uh, once I watched this one, I was like, oh, now I see why they were so integral to music and effective, especially at that time. How did you think of the, like, the construction of telling this story? It's good. It's good. Like, I would give it, I would recommend it. It's pretty s- typical for a doc. I guess you can be flashy, but this is like trying to give you this information. The music is kind of what sells it. So you kind of want to do it kind of straight ahead, kind of talking heads it is, it and then clip. Yeah, and the, you know the kind of typical stuff, but that helps you absorb that kind of. It vibe. does follow the traditional band documentary structure, right? Yeah, you know the band is no one's; they become someone's. Right, heroin happens. <laughs> <laughs> Always heroin. <laughs> you know the band breaks up, and then they make this documentary. Yeah, it it does follow that that old chestnut. That old chestnut. Yeah. So it, it it follows that. It doesn't like break any rules of that. But for me, going in, you know the hits. Yeah. But I've never felt like I have to go deeper. And then I watched this. Yeah. And I have since gone deeper. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's 
that is the that's testament. That's the job of that movie. It, it, exactly. I'll be honest too. I was left. I'm like, I should get. I should get one of those. That's two, what I thought seven, too. I yeah. should get Big Pink. Yeah. I should get one of those albums because I. I bet I would. It sounds like I would really enjoy that. And I've been listening to the album since I saw this. Also, maybe want to listen to more Bob Dylan too because yeah. he has a big chunk of the film. But yeah. Oh, that's great. Mission accomplished. <laughs> well done, movie. <laughs> After the break, we're going to be talking about the doc more. Yeah, and, and we're going to give away a million dollars. Stay tuned! <laughs> Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Once we're brothers, Robbie Robertson and the band. You got your Cripple Creek. You got your Cripple Creek. What else you, you got, got the weight. The weight. You got Ophelia. Wow. That was yeah, like co- coming into this, I was like, the band. Yeah. Well, I've heard of the band. <laughs> I don't love the name, the band. <laughs> yeah, Always annoyed me. Yeah. Um, I love the song Ophelia. I love the song The Weight. I've never felt like I need to know more about this. Yeah. And, uh, um, so I, but I always, there's been plenty of bands in the world that I've never felt the need to go into or deeper. And then something like this happens and it just, it, it makes them more important in your mind. Yeah. It gives you backstory. It gives you insight into the band and then they become one of your favorite bands. Uh, I don't know if the band is going to become one of my favorite bands, but I am like certainly glad that I, that I watched this and it, it, it gave like. It gave a good amount of musical history. Yeah. You know, I I really like um, how they started, and I really liked the tone of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a music doc can, you know, like we said before, like it's, it follows the the structure, you know, they they were nobodies, they were somebody's heroin, and the end. And uh, so it follows that, and sometimes... There can you can focus on the heroin part, or you can focus on on the really the bad parts. Yeah. And I felt like this was it was so treated with love. Yeah, the, it was for the bulk of it is just joyful. Like even when someone key kind of leaves the band for a while, it's like good luck, buddies. We, I wish you all the best. It's like all very pleasant. Yeah. And coming in, I knew that Levon Helm is the drummer. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I always knew that he was a bit of an outsized personality and like 
a bit of a bastard. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I knew that there was, I knew that there was some like bad blood there, but there was a, there was a part where, where like Levon Helm, after the band breaks up and he kind of like dries up, he starts like attacking Robbie Robertson, this yeah. guy who, and they spend a good part of the documentary talking about how they were brothers. And uh, instead of being like, you know, when someone like turns their back on you and starts attacking, yeah. he could have easily been like, yeah, you know, screw this guy. Right. He was bad, but he just, he did it in, in such a careful way to say he, I could see why he did that. Yeah. And he came after me and he didn't like harbor any bad feelings about it. He yeah. really like looked at it with. Well, that's the interesting thing is I was reading a little bit. And uh, not to cast a shadow on the movie, but a lot of this is very, very much Robbie Robertson's point of view. Yeah. And from what I've read, the very little that I've read is that it wasn't all ice cream and, and rainbows <laughs> as he makes it out to be. And a lot of people think that Robbie Robertson, especially kind of as he got really, really popular, became kind of the bastard. So you're seeing it from his perspective. It's based on his memoir, so you get it. I but. was really hoping that I was like, <laughs> that's the side that I don't want to hear. I know. I came out and I was like, Robbie Robertson is a hardworking guy. He's loves a musical genius. He loves his family. He's good to his band members. Let me have this, Christopher. <laughs> I didn't like it either. But I was like, uh, I, I mean, because most of the most of the band is passed away. There's only one member left besides yes. Robbie Robertson, and he was not present. In he was the not. Doc. I did. It was well, like when they come to the end and they were like. Yeah, he's just living in Woodstock still. Yeah. And could have been in this doc. And I was thinking, why yeah. wasn't he in this? I know you do. It's the things like, I don't want to, I'm not going to question it too much because I'm just mm -hmm. enjoying and absorbing this. I'm happy I to mean, be happy But here. there was some animosity, I guess, at the end. But I mean, honestly, what big band, what great band doesn't have like beef at the end? You yeah, know? you're together or for even 16 years. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like having four roommates for half of your life. So I'm not surprised by it. It's It would have been interesting to see more of it, but I understand this wasn't the vehicle for that. This was like, this is Robbie Robertson and the band. That's the subtitle. So it's about him and right. his his side of it, essentially. So the the film The Last Waltz by um, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. I forgot. I, forgot I, I don't know. Who's that? That young <laughs> that upstart. Guy? Yeah. Uh, that one explores, it's sort of like, um, this is sort of like a before that. Oh no, yeah, it's like all a, leading up to the last waltz. Well, it's yeah, yeah. it it pretty incredible that that was the last time that they all played and said it's not. It's not the last time that the band went on tour though. Yeah, but because like I looked it was that supposed up to after. Be, sort of, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be, and then the band toured for you know with a different lineup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know years and years after that, but that was the last time that all five right. of them were on stage. And that was a that's a. a um, especially based on a weird inter interaction I had in the theater, uh, that one. Yeah, uh, tell me about this weird theater. I you mean, like K. Polly alluded to this coming in. He was like, I had a weird time in just the theater. Just want to reiterate: see when together. you go to the movie theater, I don't care if you're high. Just be quiet. Sure. I like those introspective high people who are just <laughs> absorbing it inside, right. not raising their hand above the light of the projector and pointing at the screen every ten what? minutes. What? There's a couple in there that were like hipper than they needed to be. <laughs> they were just constantly like snuggling and talking 
And I think the dude started singing along for like a couple seconds to oh one of the songs. Oh, my Lord. That is a like, level oh, of comfort great. that you should not be. Yeah. Take it to your home, man. I was so frustrated. And then I half, like at the end of the film, I was in a hurry to leave because I had to be somewhere. So I was just standing up ready to take off when the movie yeah. ended. And uh, the one of them passed me and she goes, oh, I know how it ends. It's called The Last Waltz. And I didn't say anything to her because I'm like, I don't know you. Do we know each other? Why are you talking to me? Are we? Is that friendly? Is that a friendly thing to say to me? I'm like, yeah, fine, leave. You don't have to be a pomp and circumstance about it. I was very annoyed. That sounds very annoying. Yeah. So the movie was tainted for theater me. Theater etiquette. We should do an episode about yeah theater etiquette. Rule one: Shut up. <laughs> Shut up all the time, forever. <laughs> You know, I understand people like to get... Keep your trap shut. I know there's some people like to go... end of episode. Oh, I'm going to get buzzed to go see this movie. Fine, do it. As long as you can handle it. (laughs) And then be quiet. (laughs) Oh, so annoyed. But yeah, apparently she wasn't wrong. The last waltz does end it up. Going back to the movie here, um, one of my favorites, like, in... Essential to any documentary yeah. are the talking heads. I say it's cameras, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Come, and coming in, I was like, I knew that they had, um, I knew that they had Bruce Springsteen yeah. was a major one, and it's like, you know, you got to have the bigs. They had Bruce yeah. Springsteen. They had you know footage of Bob Dylan and Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. So that you know that kind of tells you where where it's at. Uh, my favorite talking head by far was Ronnie Hawkins. Oh yeah, Ronnie and Ronnie Hawkins is like central to the beginning of the band. Yeah, he is the performer that they, you know, they were the band. See the one with the beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked him. And I, I honestly, I just had heard the name before, and uh, and I've also seen the last Walt. So I saw him there, and I was like, yeah. I don't know who this guy is. Um, but he is like an entertainer. He's like a larger than life Mr. <laughs> Excitement. And he was he was just the perfect amount of like punchy energy yeah. for this movie and for a talking head. He was by far my favorite talking head. Yeah, he also had one of my favorite lines in the movie, which I can't say on the radio. Uh, but <laughs> it was essentially telling Robbie Williams he's not gonna get paid a lot, but uh, he'll mm. get a lot of attention. Wow, that was a that was a huge laugh That's line. A paraphrase. In the film. See the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I liked him and the footage of their performances of his band's original performances, where like the guy playing the piano, they're moving the piano around, oh God, he's jumping so around, uh, and they have a lot of personality. It was really big, and I liked it. Some of the editing in this movie was really really great. The way they like edited with the songs, yeah, it was, and like some of that footage too, where they had like somebody talking about like what he. You, it was like Rod oh, Robson yeah. was talking about. He was like they had this guy on drums, yeah, was smiling and, and smiling, twir- twirling and, it, and they and then yeah, they yeah. got him twirling <laughs> it right when he says it. I was like, dang, that is so good. Editing. Yeah, it was really good. Um, coming out of this movie, you know, like we were saying before, it it achieved right. uh, any good music documentary should, which got is me that to put it on my list. I mean, put it on the list. It got me to like listen to it. And coming in, I was like, you know, the weight is an undeniably classic great song yeah. Ophelia is you know one of my favorites I knew that Cripple Creek was a song yeah. that they did and I listened to it afterwards and I was like dang
It's funky. <laughs> and it's, it was so cool because I was listening to Bob Marley the day before. Oh, yeah. I like, I've been on like a, a switch. I was listening to the song Get Up, Stand Up. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Cripple Creek, Get like up, the, they're the synth line is funky yeah. and i was like this is a funk synth line and then i looked it up and uh, cribble creek is one of the first instances that the clavinet was being used with the wah-wah pedal which i gives that and then the wikipedia article was like it became famous in mid-70s funk music huh. and reggae music and I was like, "Dang, this is like I. This is like what I love about music, and like in especially like of this time where everything was like instrument based and yeah. physical. Is like so. Here's this guy, the band making like Americana music that is somehow also tied to musical yeah. coming out of Jamaica at that time, <laughs> and then also like influenced funk music yeah, later in the Delta. decade. What? Is, let me go back. Yeah, what's a clavinet? Clavinet. What is, is that? That's like the. Uh, the, okay, so it's the, the piano bound, like a bound. It was like that yeah. part of it. Yeah. Oh, see, that's interesting because the whole time I'm listening, every time I've heard that song, mm -hmm. I had a vague curiosity about like mm -hmm. what instrument makes that sound. Yeah. I never would have thought it was a keyboard of some sort. Yes. Um, I thought it would be like uh, like a guitar thing, or but, but it's attached to a wah-wah pedal. Yes. That's really interesting. It, it, it just shows you like how... And and they go into the house into Big Pink and like we came out with like a music that had never really been heard before. Yeah. And there there has always been something about the band for me that sounds. I I think I never really got into them because there's a bit of there's a bit of fantasy in the band, you know, like Cripple Creek, like pulled into oh, Nazareth. Yeah, yeah, they it's, did talk about it's that. It's like a, a bit, it's yeah. a kind of like a magical past kind yeah. of thing, and I've always been like, eh, you know, like. Yeah. I don't know if we should be romanticizing the past like that. And <laughs> <laughs> has led to oh, some very mindful <laughs> of the present. And uh, um, uh, but listening to that and like seeing how they have pulled the music in like that showed not that it was some kind of like longing for the past or some kind of like hearkening back. It did show how they were also musical innovators yeah. in a way that I did not know before yeah. and like built on my knowledge of music. And talking about, as they obviously focus on Robbie Robertson at the beginning, about how him coming up and how he was this sort of like wonderkind. Yeah, like writing songs at 15 yeah. years old. And it, there, people were saying he played the guitar like, and no one could figure out how he made the guitar make that sound. Yeah. People copied him afterwards. Yeah. And that's all very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a uh he was a handsome kid. Like a handsome and young a man. Handsome old man. But he he's had a weird full head of he hair. had a weird mustache at one point. Uh, yeah. He had a mu questionable mustache. But he always wore really great glasses. 
That's I true. loved the looks in this. The look, I kept thinking, like, keep the glasses, lose the mustache, <laughs> and you're going to go far, kid. <laughs> then maybe okay. somebody would have heard of you by now. Okay, once we're brothers, Robbie Robertson and the band, not the world's greatest doc, but a solid, a like, solid, if you're interested ex- yeah. in music of that time or just kind of like, how music I always love a doc that is just like here's another puzzle piece yeah. in the shape of some docs music. just gotta get you to understand what happened and that's yeah. actually kind of the job of a doc and it did it and it also got us to listen to that music which is the point and also maybe want to watch last waltz again which I have seen before I've not La- seen it so I'd be interested to see it now last waltz is is like a concert documentary and you got to be in a certain mood yeah to be like hey I want to like watch a concert right yeah you know on tv yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. but it is really well done and really great and cool to see like the culmination of like this time period and it is like a space and time that existed once and happened yeah. and you know nothing like that will ever exist in the way that it existed at that time <laughs> and in this documentary <laughs> also exactly how that works it's yeah all how time space and <laughs> photography work yes what other um, music docs uh, do we like you are, I will go. You are the here. you are the expert here. I'm not on music this. doc specifically. I don't I haven't seen enough. However, I have seen "Give Me Shelter" mm-hmm. uh, by the Mazels, a doc from the 1970s about the Rolling Stones uh, leading up to the Altamont concert, which was ended in tragedy. And that is fascinating. That's I mean that's a classic of the genre too. "Give Me Shelter" highly recommend. You see the Rolling Stones in their heyday. And yeah. you see this like Scorsese again, right? Uh, no, the Mazels, Albert oh, David okay. Mazels. Um, but in this historic concert where the Hell's Angels and somebody dies, mm. I mean, it's like this rock legend and tragedy at the same time. But it's very, very good, Doc. One of my favorite music movies, yeah, is Gainsbourg. Yeah, yeah. You've seen Gainsbourg? I loved it. That was like the first festival I ever went to. I've, I've also been on a big Serge Gainsbourg kick yeah. recently. I had to fill in for Marcus Doucette and do sound travels every yeah. day. And it's like every time I do this, I just like I fill in for Marcus for a week. I do sound travels like world music every day. Yeah. And then I just like I just get into those. So I did like a day where I just did Bob Marley because yeah. I was like, what's it like listening to Bob Marley again? And since then, I've been like I bought like two grade, albums. Justin. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, dang, let's go back. And then I also, when I was filling in for him, I played, I did a day where I just did Serge Gainsbourg. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I never really went into, like, late era Gainsbourg. Yeah. Where he, like, gets into reggae. What? I, yeah. Did not know that happened. Yes. And then, like, also it was, like, tied in with, like, the Bob Marley where I was like, okay, like, we're on a reggae thing. And so... Reggae from Bob Marley to Serge Gainsbourg. <laughs> I have bought three late era Gainsbourg records, yeah. like from France. There are three <laughs> albums in the mail right now that oh I have gosh. ordered. But um, but the the movie Gainsbourg is an excellent. Um, I think that it really shows the like the artistry of music and yeah. Gainsbourg and like the weirdness. I think it, it like ref, it reflects the character. Um it reflects him and it's not it's not a documentary. Right. But it is like it, is it really does good. tell the story of his life mm-hmm. in a way that is very magical. Yeah, it's very artfully done and yeah. they have great uh, actors play in there too. I really like that one too. 
It was fun. I will say my favorite music movie of all time, and I think there's an argument that it is part doc. Okay. Is Purple Rain. I never meant to call you when you're I never meant to call you when you're Baby. Purple Rain is Purple such Rain. Uh, is so terrible. One of the best albums of all time. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, both, <laughs> it is both terrible. Of the, it's yeah. both of those things. So the fictional part or like the semi-fictional part uh, where uh, Prince plays the kid, right. which is supposed to be a version of himself, yes. is wonderful and awful. Like, oh, yeah. He's not the best actor. God bless him. At all. Um, but you have Morris Day and the Time in there who are hilarious. Yeah. There's a lot of like not great uh, performances and and movie making in general. Yeah. However, because of that, it is wonderful. The story is wonderful because it is silly and kind of bad. Um. And but you kind- see the classic thing where, uh, uh, Prince is like standing behind someone and his eyes shift to the left. No. Dramatically. Yeah, too no dramatically. Human has like a <laughs> copyright, essentially, a cultural copyright on looking left. Right, right. Except Prince. So it's fantastic for that reason. But the genuine good movie making and the genuinely good part are all the stage performances, which I would say I could make an argument that that is documentary part of that movie. Because right. it's some of the best performances. Like, because. Prince just doesn't stand at a microphone and talk. He's all over the place. He's humping a speaker. Yeah. He's doing the splits. He's like scooting yeah. around on his giant shoes. It's so good. So I uh, Prince uh, uh Purple Rain's like the best music movie of all time. That's great. What else are we watching? Um what else have I seen? Oh, yesterday I'm not done with it. Okay. I've watched about half of it and then I okay. had to leave. I was watching it at work. Don't tell anybody. Um, there's a documentary called Our Time Machine, and it is the sweetest thing I've ever seen. It is a story. Uh, it takes place in China. It's a documentary about a young man uh, who's an artist, and his father was a theater director for like 50 years. Okay. And he's his father's starting to get Alzheimer's and lose some of his memory. Mm. While he's still like l- he's not quite as affected yet, he is um, the son is making this puppet theater puppet show because his son's an artist. He does he's draw he does drawings and photography these kind of fantastical like outfits and costumes. He's creating this play using puppets we that look puppets. like robots. Anything about, anything with puppets. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's no brainer, right? Uh, but he's making it, and it's the story of a, a son who's father is starting to lose his memory so it's, classic yeah yeah and his father who's still with it um is he even there's a scene where like he wants him to collaborate he wants feedback from his father and he's like well first we have to talk it through i don't want there to be any situations where you have to say uh you know just feel like you can't disagree with me and and the relationship between the the husband and wife the mother and father are they're so adorable because they like bicker and she calls him like arrogant and he goes well if i wasn't arrogant i wouldn't be here and i like i better do what you say that kind of wife thing like yeah, do yeah. what she says or i'll be in trouble it's adorable 
and the artist the, the artist's work is really really cool and, and fun. It's a, it's a doc. Yeah, it's called Our Time Machine. It is not out yet. I think it's doing the it's still festival time. Mm. But I mean, it'd be great if we had it for the festival. Uh, but I don't. I have no idea yet. But um, that one I watched and I was really excited about it. So, very cool. Yeah, it's very sweet. Can't wait. What have you seen? I started watching. I'm bad at watching TV. I'm bad yeah. at starting TV series. Oh, okay. I watch so many movies. Yeah. I'm like, I can't get you know into this. But yeah. I have had two friends in the past couple months that have suggested the series High Maintenance. Oh yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen one episode, and I was like, fine. But then every but apparently all the other they're like, no, you got to get into it. You got to watch it. Though a bunch of them, then you get the idea of the whole series. I, so not yeah, but I've also have many recommendations. I absolutely love. It. I started it on Friday with my friend, and we watched it. We watched the whole first season, and then I had to go home because it was like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I got home, and then I was like, I need to watch season two. Yeah, <laughs> and I started watching season two, and yeah. I had like it was like three thirty in the morning, and I was like mad that I had to go to bed or that like my bot like I was falling asleep because I wanted to just stay up and watch yeah. the entire you know the rest of it it's about a pot delivery guy is that right roughly yeah, yeah. But each I mean, episode like, is he, a different yeah like he right? is so this you know we delivery guy is the kind of like in quotes uh main character, character. Yeah. and then it's all of the the you know people that he delivers to are the characters right. and there are very few that like come back there it's not like oh you spend three episodes and he goes to different ones and then they all come back around and you see how they weave together no like they're all separate there right. there are people that do like kind of come back but it is so beautiful how like lyrical it is because oh, yeah. you like weave into these people and the casting is absolutely incredible oh. each the the way that they make you care about these characters and you're absolutely pulling for each and every one. Yeah. It, there is like there is one episode where, where it like it kind of looked like something was bad was happening to this couple that like you were just introduced to uh like 20 minutes before and I was like if anything bad happens to this <laughs> I am canceling this you know like I am not watching this for the rest of you know I'm I'm stopping here um because I just cared about them so much. Is it like is it Comedy drama or is it like a mix? It's a mix. Okay, it, it, like it's just a, I think, I think, it's just a little peek into yeah. in, like into these people's lives, and it is just so incredibly well written. The tone is absolutely fantastic. You never really know where it's gonna go. Yeah. It just like it's so loose. Yeah, you know, That's you really great. like you you enter into the middle of these people's lives, and uh, you just get a glimpse, and then you're gone. That sounds great. Yeah. So good. High maintenance. Watch it. Cool. All right. High maintenance. What's the doc you're watching? Uh, Our Time Machine. Our Time Machine. It'll hopefully be out eventually. Serge Gainsbourg. Serge Gainsbourg. Uh, Give Me Shelter. Give Me Shelter. Purple Rain Purple every rain. day. Watch it once a day. <laughs> and Once We're Brothers. Yeah. All right. That's it. Yay. Cut. Yay. <laughs> Feel free to clap. <laughs> In your car. Let go of the steering wheel. Yay. <laughs> All right. Um, this is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is... People clapped in the theater when the movie ended. Did they? Oh, that's yeah. great. Um, Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Wait, wait, wait. 
We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. That's fancy. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. We also get support from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Hooray! And this whole thing would not be possible. We would not be here. We literally would not be talking without the one... And only Christopher oh, Pollard. Stop, you guys. Stop it. Round of applause. Round of applause. I mean, yeah, feel, feel free to stand up if you're at home. All right. Cinema, like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Otherwise, we'll be fired and probably murdered. Thank you. Bye.